Hello and welcome to QWERTYCAST, the finale of Season 1, Episode 20, Part 1. We have a lot in store for Season 2, so we are going to be taking a break to prep for that. And during that time, our Smash League, QWERTY Clash, will be going strong. Everyone is here today. Kenny, Andres, Cam, Steven, Dave, and Joe. Say hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. 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 Um, one. That's the noise you hear when you enter hell. <laughs> <laughs> we tried coordinating this for two hours. Still <laughs> um, We have uh, some thick news from all of us, uh, as well as a one-off D&D campaign that will be hosted by Cam, but you will have to stick around to be able to hear that in part two. Cam, uh, you have some news from GameCon... Right, so GameCon happened uh, August 27th to the 30th, which is today, the day of recording. That's right. And so there's some big old announcements that occurred, uh, particularly that I'm looking forward to, but I'm sure you guys in, are have something in mind already. Uh, just, just to start off, there's a lot of stuff for the PS5, which I know no one has because it's not even released yet. And something that I want to, which is reminiscent of my childhood, is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yes. Yes. Ooh. There's a there's a seven minute uh, gameplay feature going on. It looks really great. Reminds me of the old days. Uh, I recommend checking it out. I've and never to- played that game. I've well, never played a Ratchet and Clank, but that trailer really sparked an interest. I've also Arsenal never played it. Fantastic. Oh, so like sorry. they don't have the innuendos in the title this time, which they did for all the other ones. You know, like up your arsenal. Yeah, like all the titles are great. Oh, okay. Uh, the so what not- did I just call this one Ratchet and Clank? Ripped apart. Oh, ripped apart. Yeah, it was like that. The one that they didn't use was like foreplay. I forget what they changed it to. Well, that, I <laughs> we would have bought it just on the novelty. Yeah. Uh, this is basically just like you use guns and you buy bigger guns. Yeah, and it's kill not just bigger, bigger enemies. Guns. It's Wait, wacky so what's, gun. What's yeah? There's like. Um, how big is GameCon? Like, I haven't actually heard of it before. You mentioned you were going to bring it up. It's, it's a pretty big one. This big. Oh, that's pretty big. Oh my god! Uh, viewers, you can't <laughs> see even... this, but Cam is gesturing how big it is. We also can't see it because Cam is Camless. Hey. Some other things Finally. you guys might have seen uh, on the indie side is a. Little Nightmares 2. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. A little announcement trailer. Pl- I've been wanting to play Little Nightmares 1. Uh, admittedly, have not played it, but I it looks really great. And I've heard great things about it. So I'm excited for Little Light- Nightmares 2 so I can play both of them. Well, I, I tell, I tell you, myself that all the time. <laughs> it looks good. That's what I can tell you guys. <laughs> cool. Can, can you, you played the first one at all or just didn't? I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I gotta play this. And then I have not bought it to play it. Well, my 500 Steam games also say that. Because I think I have it. And you oh. have to play it. Oh, just, well, just maybe 500? We'll have to stream it. Maybe, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll stream it to get people hyped for the second one. Wee. Wee. The Gamescon had like a whole section for just indie gaming, too, right? Like, I think you called it the Indie Arcade or something. That was um, the other thing we talked about a month ago. <laughs> you silly Willie. 
What are you talking paying about? Attention. That was the Devolver IndieCon. No, thing. no, no. The GamesCon that you're talking about on the website, there it has areas. And then it has Cosplay Village, Family and Friends, yada, yada, yada. And it's called, oh, Indie Village. Indie Village? Indie, Indie Village, Village, not Indie, Indie Arcade. Games, Come on. Gamescom. No wonder we were all confused. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where am I? Am I even in this episode? I think it's an Indie <laughs> Hamlet. Indie I think Hamlet. that's more appropriate. <laughs> the Indie Wheel. I, I'm so ashamed that I haven't caught up on all the GamesCon stuff yet. That that's... I feel is a, a major shortcoming of my existence. Yeah. You could say that the uh, the their news is pretty thick as well. Maybe I could even say that there's a lot, but I won't. Okay. Admittedly, <laughs> well, I do I do mainly just check out the big boy games. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. They always catch my eye. The podcast like, cam, like Star Wars Squadron, Dragon Age Four. Ooh. Oh. Do not get me started on Star Wars Squadron. Please don't. Star Wars Squadron. Please, Please don't. don't. Mm-hmm. Please don't. No. I'm excited. <laughs> we have a, a new WoW expansion coming out, and season two for Fall Guys was also hey. announced. Oh, hey. shoot. Hey, that's my topic. Oh, yeah. No, I'll let you guys handle that, too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, there's a ton of games to check out. I recommend for everything, even for unreleased stuff. Any uh, any short list you've got? Uh, really, it was just... Little Nightmares 2 and Ratchet and Clank that I want to check out. I heard also rumors of uh, Sony mentioning that they want to bring more of their first parties to PC, which means that PC will soon be the ultimate thing to have, and you'll yeah. never need to buy a console again, which is they, what they all already, of us want. They already call Get it the rid of your race. consoles. So wait, wasn't that already the case? Now just more so. They, they take a long time to... Well, Sony takes a long time to bring their first party, and if you... Uh, discount Nintendo then yeah that's already the case but right now yeah. uh, it's mostly Microsoft first party games which is like one every 12 years I think um, yeah. mark our words so in 10 slow. years PC, uh, PCs will be the only console and it will be because of us yep mm-hmm. yeah. 100% <laughs> because of it. it's because exactly. we are going to pioneer it Yes, QWERTY branded PC consoles. They're about, you know, yay big, like a micro SD, <laughs> and you insert them into your ears. Whoa. Instead of a Raspberry Pi, we're just going to call it the blueberry. <laughs> it's be that big, and go. it's actually going to be the shape of a Q. The blueberry. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> also sounds pokey. There was the Crash, Crash Bandicoot Four. You got what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot uh, Four. Another remake oh. of Age of Empires Three. Oh, I did oh, see that. No. I saw it. I saw high def resolution of a capybara. <laughs> I'm I sorry. Planet Empires yep. or whatever bombed so bad that they would just leave that series in the dust. Age of Empires? No, I loved Age, Age of Empires. Age of Empires 3 was a hot piece of shit. What? I played <laughs> uh-huh. that one so much. I will, yeah. I will convert, call it out. Convert. Age- convert. Impromptu Joe's Is nose. Crash Bandicoot 4 legitimately called It's About Time? Yes. yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Age of it's, Empires it's a was a great one. series, and some people don't know what they're talking about, but I don't want to name names. <laughs> okay. I, I, All right, I let's mean, fight about it. Gary, name names. If you've never cheated and brought the car into Age of Empires 3, then yeah. have you ever played it? If I, yeah. can, if I can't go into Age of Empires 2, type, how do you turn this on five times and have five God, fucking cheek. Corvettes shooting cannons at people? I don't want to play it. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. 
That doesn't make it a bad game, though. It makes it an to, amazing game. The fact that you, you can bring fucking cars and babies with bazookas in? Come on. To give you context, I have about 2,000 hours in, in Age of Empires 2 and about 5 in, in Age of Empires 3 because it was that bad. I didn't know you could be this wrong. That's all. It was uh, <laughs> like a uh, spiritual sequel. It was what? like Age of uh, Wonders, Planet Side. Uh, it was uh, like Age of Gods or some dumb shit. Age of it Mythology? Was, yeah, it was so bad. bad. It was that was. I haven't played that. You don't save save your save your five dollars. But three was fun. Well, okay, I'll admit three's broken because once you got cannons and just made like a fuck ton of cannons, you won. And once the cannons entered into cannon, two or trebuchets, catapults. I don't know. That's debatable. Anything with a trebuchet, I guess, just immediately gets a pass. Yep. True. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Any, right, more, any other news, Cam? <laughs> uh, unrelated, uh, Untitled Goose Game's getting a free update September 3rd. <gasps> yes! Is that the multiplayer update? Yes! The multiplayer update. Yes! What? what? Yes! Wow. Two yes. geese! Yes. So Holy. by the time this episode's out, that update will be will out. Will be out. No! Right. Oh my god, Two geese, yes! Twice the oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so excited. So if you, if you didn't know, now you know, and you can go check it out now. That's and you're welcome. You know. Tell tell them we sent you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- tweet uh tweet them. Uh, I'm gonna grab their Tweeting. Twitter handle and then tell them Cordy uh, Casson. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? But like, who are these people? All right. That's all I got. Uh, I'm sure you guys can expand on some of the things I mentioned. Next. Yes. Like Fall Guys. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, right. I was going Here's to... Here's some Fall Guys music for you, except it's not Fall Guys music, it's just your music. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, like my intro music. <laughs> Fall yeah. Guys music is fucking lit. Like, it shit. is. It is true. It's so much fun. I love, a, I love a game with a soundtrack that you just don't get sick of. And you know, it happens a lot more than you expect it to. Uh... Also, last, last, last thing about Cam's GameCon, I noticed a game that I posted to everyone here and I've already talked about called Tunic that was like a Zelda-esque and it's super fucking beautiful and I only saw it because Cam was talking about the GamesCon, so I was checking out that indie area. Um, So definitely check that out too because it was just making me go like, oh my god, the entire time. You can also follow it and add it to your wishlist on Steam. Exactly. It's not out yet, and I was very sad to hear that. But I will definitely buy it as soon as it comes out. Um. All right. All right. All right. Well, I guess we should talk about Fall Guys, the thing that has taken all of our lives, at least mine, and Kenny's, <laughs> Cam, Dave, Joe. Not, yes, not Dave. A nod. No, Dave no Dave. No Dave. Not Steve, Dave. I, I, don't, I don't have it. I'm saving my money for, for my topic. Can we wow, buy okay. it for you? Fair. <laughs> oh my god, is Joe gonna buy me Joe Daddy, you're gonna another, buy me another Joe, game? Another fucking Joe game. Daddy. Joe Daddy. Uh okay, so um Okay. So for those oh. of you who don't know, Fall Guys oh, is basically wait, a re- wait, 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 okay. really okay. quick. All really right. quick. Okay. Tweet at house underscore house underscore house house uh, that we send you. Anyway, for that's what? all I was gonna say. For for, for Untitled Goose game. game. Untitled oh, Goose Game is made by House House. Okay. <laughs> That was okay. that's it. That's it. Now please continue with your thing. So Fall Guys. Yeah. Is. That is, yeah. A 
massively multiplayer party game with up to 60 players online in a free-for-all struggle through round after round of escalating chaos until one victor remains. Pew, pew, pew. So That's a really good take on trailer. Battle Royale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's so much fun. Great music that you don't get sick of. The rounds... I mean, they're starting to get repetitive, but they have already announced season two and a new already adding round new stuff, yeah. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess I could start with stuff like it's a game for PC and PS4 exclusively. As we speak, I think it will be over tomorrow in two days on September 1st. Before that, Fall Guys is free on PS4 Plus. And it's the most downloaded game ever on PS PlayStation Plus. Uh-huh. Uh, also, it's gotten over 7 million copies on Steam, and it's $20 on wow. Steam. Wow. So people are really, really into it. Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just so much fun. Like, the rounds are good. I, I don't know if if everyone here has played it or seen it played. I really love that there's actually, like, even though you really just have run and dive or jump, you can actually use the diving to vault over certain things. Or if you have those like bouncers, like the, uh, like the bouncy areas on certain, like the spinny level, um, climb. you can exactly. And, or you can just like dot jump, dive, dip, dog, ditch, dive and dive. And, <laughs> dip, dodge, duck and weave. Exactly. If you can uh, dodge a hammer, you can, <laughs> you can you dodge can a range, dodge a you can dodge a ball. <laughs> if you can fall God, a hammer, you can fall a guy. There you go. So uh, I did just buy Day Fall Guys. You what? Oh, oh yeah, check the QWERTY I guys. I did just buy oh, Fall Guys. yes! QWERTY Guys! <laughs> We're all going to fall together. I love it. Oh, they God. need to increase the party limit, though. Live free, yes. fall hard. Yeah, exactly. So that's the next thing I wanted to ask you guys. If everyone here has played, or everyone knows about the game for the most part, what are some things that you want the game to bring in a new update or a future update? Because, like, for me, I would say... Um, like, well, where was my predictions? Predictions, predictions. Local multiplayer would be kind of nice. At least to have one person that you could bring in locally to a party of four. Uh, and then there's some games that I would adjust, like the perfect match one, where you're looking at the screen for what fruit to jump on. I would love for that one to actually go longer and be a little more dangerous. Um, but I don't know. What about you guys? I like the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I great insight, this, Kenny. Thanks. Because because right, this is Steam, and Steam has their infamous workshop. Let people either create their own costumes, whatever they're called, so only they see it, or map building. Make your own map. That's, I like map map they building. Need map building. Assets. Yeah. They need more assets. more cosmetics is their way for me. Right map now, building, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh, true. Yeah. Didn't they do like some donation thing or charity thing where whatever individual organizations donate the most, they get their own skin in game? Wasn't that a thing? I swear I saw that on Twitter. Cause like, um, G2 oh, there was a Fall Guys bidding war that gets huge yeah, donations. That. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, because G2 donated like three hundred thousand dollars. Um. Uh, Ninja one up did by doing like 350. Mr. Beast one up him by doing like half a mil or some shit. It was Mr. Beast it, uses a lot of money for for donations. Mm -hmm. It's it's awesome. Most of the time, it's not his money. I'm not totally familiar with who Mr. Beast is, but excuse me. Uh, you should <laughs> look up the tree thing. Uh, the tree thing. Teamtrees.org. That is yeah. actually still going, by the way. 
It okay. was twenty million, right? 20 I, million I trees? can't remember. It was a fuck ton of trees yeah, that were so, planted. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Okay. Be- yeah. Mr. Beast's entire YouTube channel is all built around giving away stuff. He's given away stuff from cars. He gave away a million dollars to an individual, and it it completely flipped his life upside down. Uh, Team As Trees was, might. yeah. Um, Team Trees was twenty million trees by the end of twenty twenty, and people like celeb list to the caliber of Elon Musk uh, donated. Like, all right, here's a million dollars. Go plant a million trees for every dollar it was one tree. Um. But yeah, his entire YouTube channel was just built around giving away um, money, either to his friends or to people, et cetera, et cetera. He set up countless. Uh, he set up a few oh, profits. Oh, wait a minute! I think I know who this is now. He, uh, you said he has a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think. Yeah, I think I've seen his videos before. But I, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. Back to fall, guys. Let's fall back into this topic. So, <laughs> anyone else who played the freaking game, Kenny, do you have any better opinions? Uh, I like, like what? Game. Fanning the flame. Any better opinions? That's <laughs> like, Joe's opinion. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> All you said was, oh, I like shit. game. I he's calling like... you out. Yeah, he's calling you out, Dave, not me. I just uh, want to know. How oh, you're like... calling me out? I, okay. don't, I haven't played it. Cam, Ooh. yes. I just want to know how people grab someone and then they <laughs> get launched back. Because I try uh, to grab someone, it doesn't work. Thing. So I think it, what they're doing is they're just um, they're predicting people's reaction to pull away, and they're timing it just right so that when they expect the person to start to pull away, they release, and then you end up going flying. So Whoa. it's really just a matter of like predicting the other person's movements. Because I wonder, See, like, I, what if they added like a small push? That. I think the push would be too powerful, though. Think about, like, um, what um, Andre was saying about the uh, fruit matching game. Like, can you imagine what that would... That would be a totally different game if push was a mechanic, because literally those little tiny platforms everybody's standing on, you'd just be knocking people over trying to get them off the edge. Well, like, what? Like, one person always fails that, right? You always see that one bean. There's, like, 25 people, and then 24 people are left. Exactly. after (laughs) After that game. God forbid you're the one who fails it. I have seen games where I've seen like five people fall and then for some reason in the end screen, like one person, so maybe they all just quit really quickly, but Yeah, that's usually what happens. Well yeah, if you ever see the qualification number like start to decrease, that's because people are just quitting out. Yeah. Or getting eliminated. Probably the one thing I really want back is names. I know they they took it away from They took that away apparently because people were They had names? They did originally. Oh. Yeah. It was like people were abusing the character things and like mm-hmm. causing issues with it. So they just removed it and made everyone a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like working on a solution for it. So I hope they actually can get to that. I kind oh, of was this like something it. like. Uh, well, yeah, sorry, go ahead, I was just going to say I kind of like the numbers just because I never see that in anything. But I mean, I can see why people don't like it. Yeah, so I was around when we had the names, but I didn't really have full clarity on why they removed it. Was it like uh, kind of like a Elder Scrolls being physics tied to the FPS? Was it something where people were able to like write specific characters into the names and actually like trigger certain functions? <laughs> I, I, I just know it was about characters, uh, special characters doing something. So maybe that's uh, okay. interesting. Hmm. I want to be able to spectate my friends. That's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, have a oh, simple spectator too. list. 
Instead yeah. of trying to find you, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, you just end up mashing the Q key over and over and over again. <laughs> Yeah. And then even that, like, if it's a team battle, it's really hard to tell if your friend has, like, a kind of generic costume. We see, like, the trailers for one of the new maps is, like, people have to group up and push these boxes together to jump over the little hill. Oh, God. Just, uh, that looks like I, hell. That looks, I kind of like... Uh, yeah, well, let's jump into the Season 2 trailer. So we saw Season 2. It's going to be a medieval Wizards, Knights, Dragon sort of theme. Yes. Uh, they added some stuff like that, like what you were saying with the um, with the boxes. Um, any other any other thoughts about that trailer? It looked really fun. It did. It looked I, spiky. I actually Spoiled. haven't seen it yet. Oh, really? I look forward to new map. Yes. Yeah, new I look maps forward to new challenge. Yeah. Everyone's so used to the old. I, I wonder did they did it mention if they're going to keep the old maps? They didn't. You know, I'm interested to see. Well, maybe they did, and maybe I just didn't see it. But I'm interested. Like, is it just it. adding to the overall map pack, or is it, is it okay? Those maps are gone, and now it's just the new maps. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it just says, uh, "Well, I never even started with this. This is terrible of me." Developer Mediatonic, publisher Devolver Digital, of course. Uh, but it does say that Mediatonic will update Fall Guys with new levels, not specifically if it's saying like replacing the old levels hmm. but yeah i mean it looks like their their map system is extremely modular just based on the trailer and the way that they had everything set up it would be a shame if they were removing content because i just feel like they should just be able to add infinitely to it also they should add in custom designs because if fucking Animal Crossing, the friendliest game in the world, allows you to draw penises on flags, then goddammit, Fall Guy should too. And that's the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, no, I mean, customization, you mean in, in, in character creation? Like costumes? Yeah, like, like, like the designs. Well, we were talking about like, how that's kind of how they make their money right now. So, like, if they just let people design their own costumes, then they're making a lot less money... And make, if, an, make it an like they should make it like uh thirty dollars and you can buy a character content creator there you go there you go that's a good but, idea also what? they well so it's interesting because they're going to make a mobile version of the game for china and i wonder if well no this is an american lawsuit well steve's story part two about the lawsuit with apple and google's play store is Come kind of epic i wonder if that's going to mean anything about this app if it ever comes more like even past china and comes back to us um so i don't know we'll see it's weird all the all the news uh intertwines steven's story spoiler steven's story spoiler sss (laughs) stay tuned folks yes um but that's pretty much all i had about fall guys is just season one season two you know we're all excited for it i'm obsessed we've basically been playing in groups like every single night uh, yeah, we got an oopsie dudes voice channel. Dudes. So I, we're although we're late, really talking about the game, we're definitely going to be talking about it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's yeah. me. That's him, and that moves uh, into Dave's topic. Dave's but, topic, which is which is not an indie save, um, <laughs> but nope. is an indie game. Larian Larian Studios, Baldur's Gate 3. I'm so excited for this game. Um, 
it since our last recording they have had two different kind of community updates they had the uh panel from hell which was um led by i forget who for whatever conference that was but uh, that's when they announced uh officially that probably the early access release date will be september 30th um you got to see a little bit of a sneak peek of gameplay i'm very excited for the actual d20 rolls that you'll have to do to pass certain checks um this of course comes after a delay from the august 2020 kind of vague release date that they were aiming for they (laughs) um happened to are you distracted yeah i'm a little distracted distracted. um they 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 happen to hint at the reason the the early access keeps getting delayed is because they go into a discussion about a feature and they're like we should add this and then they go round table and they're like yeah no we're gonna add that and we have to add it before early access comes out so they just keep adding content rather than pushing out an early access game which i'm excited for it means that there's going to be quite a lot um from (sighs) just the act one that will be available at early access launch there will be 20 to 25 hours for a single playthrough um there will be online multiplayer six classes nine races uh several subclasses whatever that means uh 80 combats uh 45,980 lines of dialogue and wow. 146 spells like, and actions. And recorded, how many uh, recorded uh, lines? Yeah, I, I think that's that's recorded lines. Um, that's cool. maybe some of them will be uh, like they didn't get the voice actor to record those in time. I don't know, um, but hmm. that is that is what their most recent community update says: is 45,980 lines of dialogue just for the early access release. <laughs> Um, How many uh, uh, trolls in uh, thin loincloths? Like <laughs> oh, they didn't Diablo mention that one yet. Game? Like, uh, I, so if you've played Divinity Original Sin 2, that's Larian Studios, also Divinity Original Sin, Divinity Series in general. Um, they're turn-based, uh, kind of top-down. They Yeah, they look kind of Diablo-esque, but it's actually more turn-based, very D&D-heavy style gameplay. So... Um, especially for this one, if you look at any of the trailers, you'll see that dialogue options actually like a D20 appears on screen and rolls for you, um, to, to see whether or not you're going to pass certain checks. Um, the, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Cause, uh, if the last one, Baldur's Gate two, how old is that now? Like it, it's at least pretty old and it's also not a Larian studios game. I forget who made Baldur's Gate two, but that yeah. was a um, long time ago. Wait, though. you mean yeah. Pop- Larian Studios is the developer, not the publisher, right? They are both for Baldur's Gate 3. And they were neither for 2. Right. How did they get it? Uh, they probably just won the contract from their showcase of Divinity. Oh. Like, this is mine. Yeah. It makes sense because, like, now the previous games were fantastic from like the story perspective, and that like top-down view was more like retro-esque, just purely because of the time. But I was watching the trailer on uh, Dave's recommendation, and the Baldur's Gate three just looks phenomenal, and still <clears throat> pays homage to the previous titles. So, it- I've never played a Baldur's Gate, and I'm so excited for this one, just given the type of game it is and the premise and all that. Yeah, yeah I've never played Baldur's Gate. Ever played was a betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Oh. A board game. 
Wait, so isn't Baldur, isn't that like a, a Nordic god or a Greek god? That's a great question. I don't have that <laughs> answer. I, I, I think he's one <laughs> information on Baldur's time. Gate 3. I mean, who played, did anyone play God the of god War of 3 Light. or the new God of War? Because I think he was like one of Odin. Yeah, he's uh, in Norse mythology, the son of uh, Odin and the goddess Frigg. Baldur, son of Odin. Baldur. All right. Baldur Odinson. So Odinson, it's the yeah. God of Light's Gate 3. Okay. God of Got Lights. it. Okay, okay. So I'm wondering if you are if you play as Baldur or if Baldur's the enemy or if it's just like... Baldur's Gate is usually like a town. In these kind yeah, of I, oh. I I don't... I uh, it's it's custom character creation. It's the gate at Boulder. Yeah. Um so so they have custom characters for it um much like uh our D&D campaigns. So I'm assuming they're going to start with basic rule sets and and do like, you know, the humans, elves, dwarves, gnomes, etc. Tieflings hopefully. <laughs> Not Baldurs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, forget to add in the gogs. The gogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they, same thing with Divinity Original Sin 2, they had origin characters, which have, like, more developed background stories, so you kind of have additional character options storyline-wise to, to explore with them. They won't be playable uh, for early access launch. I don't know if they'll be playable later on in early access, but you will be able to encounter them and recruit them as allies on your campaign. Um, is it a is it single player or is it going to have any multiplayer? Online multiplayer it will have uh, at launch, but usually, I, I think their plan is to eventually have a split screen option for up to two people on the same game. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, initially, it sounded like they weren't going to have any multiplayer at all in the early access, but I'm excited that they kind of doubled back and we're like no let's let's fix that up um i think the the most significant thing to highlight is that this this game is supposed to like really challenge what you can do in a game they try to um they they refer to it as like gamifying uh and there's there's certain things that you, you just wouldn't imagine doing right like to go approach like an owl bear and then kind of talk to it and then recruit its baby as a companion because you made like the certain type of dialogue choices and you have the certain skills that allow you to like animal friend and and all that to to actually do that or to animate like reanimate any dead corpse and speak to them and interrogate them like supposedly and that's why they supposedly have all these extra dialogue option lines is because yeah so so there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't imagine doing um I think the one of the highlights that they want to do is improvised weapons. So, you know, like breaking, say, maybe a stool or something and using the stool leg. Yeah. So going off of that, I heard I either heard it or read it as something about like if, if like your weapon, like someone was talking about how their weapon broke. And so to finish off an enemy, they threw their shoe at the enemy and that's how they beat it. Yeah, so I I think that's that's kind of what they're highlighting is you're supposed to be able to do all those kind of wacky things that you can do in a D and D campaign, and it's supposed to handle it like a game master and and just go along with whatever the player's choice happens to be. Yeah, I think that's really cool because um, 
the whole aspect, if you guys have ever played the original Baldur's Gates, was that they were supposed to be playing off of the um, D&D edition that was um, standard at the time. So you would do things like roll for initiatives and you would search areas and you had to have like skill levels and everything. But it was still restricted in its structure based on how video games play. I think that it's really cool that they're trying to expand that as much as possible. And with today's technology and the ability to just kind of uh, generate things on the fly in these video games nowadays i really am excited to see what you can do with this like i want to know if i like untie my shoes if i can have my character trip and fall on his face like (laughs) i'm sure that's a little too precise but we're getting to the point where stuff like that like i'm just gonna go over and like sneak and tie the works shoes together and see if he trips himself like (laughs) stuff like that's so close to being possible yeah yeah and what what do we what do you call that like we're calling that gamifying it's called Baldur's gate no (laughs) (laughs) What is it um, a video game? So I, I think um, theirs is supposed to be more dynamic. I think they refer to gamifying as like the simplification of something so oh, okay. that it fits within the constraints of a video game. And what they're trying to do is break that boundary and just say, no, the player wants to do this, so let them fucking do it. You want to kill one of the main storyline characters? Okay, kill him. You lost that storyline, but you did kill this character, so good for you. Yeah. Um, it's I, and, I I just really I'm craving that kind of like intense detail in like every kind of game. Like pe- when people were telling me that uh, Final Fantasy VII remake was coming out, uh, I thought I misinterpreted people saying that the the city was so detailed that you could actually like go into pretty much any single house and like go into every house and see detail in every single room that they have or whatever. Um, but I, I mean, I know that's kind of redundant because then you would have to fill every single house with something significant or nothing at all. But just to have all of that detail where you really feel like you can like, you're just in a virtual world is kind of, which is what games have always kind of been about, right? Is telling a story and building this world for you to explore and be a part of not, not for you to just control a character that is inside of a world, but for you to actually be a part of this world for you to project yourself onto that character. That's, that's what representation in games, especially nowadays is all about. I wonder if you decide to kill off all the main characters in Baldur's gate, if the villain will eventually approach you and be like, so thanks. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) You want to, you want to join forces and, and then you kill him and you're just like, no, I'm, better than you and or, or he betrays you and is like thanks for all your work and also die bitch yeah. <laughs> Knights, Knights of the Old i want it to be style. so detailed that i can just become like an insurance agent <laughs> and just, every time the main villain burns a village down i just rake in the cash oh my god i swear <laughs> i hope so oh, too man. um so i'm gonna, I'm gonna poor, finish this up and that's it it's oh, a white dream yeah, it's my dream. Um, I don't need to play a game to to live that. So, um, but I'll I'll finish this up really quick. Um, that Larian Studios, they with Divinity Original Sin two, um, their early access, uh, is about one third the size of what Baldur's Gate three is going to be. Um, in in many ways, in the way that, like in how many spells there are in. Um, all the dialogue options and the permutations of different character combinations and stuff. Um, because this is early access, they've been very um, 
open about saying if you want to play a game that's mostly bug free and polished and has a completed story then just don't buy this right now like just wait because it is early access and the the goal of their early access is to improve the campaign and make it as fun as possible when it hits that 1.0 launch um they're doing that by taking criticism and and feedback openly from players but also uh, by playing the game, you're already providing them feedback through this really amazing heat map that st- uh, tracks different stats. So, like, if a bunch of people die in one spot, they'll be like, uh, maybe we should retweak this and make it a little bit easier because everyone's dying right here. Or if there's an entire area of the map that no one's visited, they're like, why is no one visiting this? Maybe we didn't make it clear that you can go over here. Maybe, maybe we have to provide a quest incentive for people to come over here and stuff like that. So it's like really interesting how they handle uh, improving the game and also that they're actively encouraging people to not play it if that's not what they're looking for. So with that caveat in mind, September 30th is a day that I am going to be continuously looking out for to make sure that they still release it then and I will be buying it day of and hopefully playing it day of because I'm, I'm, for that I'm too. so excited for this game. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And that's that's the nice. end of that's the end of my uh, little update on Baldur's Gate three. I'll be tweeting about it if if new updates come out. So. Cool. Um, well, let's move on then, shall we? Why was that so like stuttered? Shall <laughs> we? Like- I might have been stalling for time so that I could get the music set up. So it's confirmed that he uh, can use a robot. <laughs> Affirmative. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, just, it was just a laugh. <laughs> so are you a robot? Ha ha ha. That's all I got to say about that. Anywho, so how's everyone doing today while we stall even more? That's a good episode. No, we're not. Uh, no, we're not. Yeah, we're it's, not stalling. We're it's all you, baby. It's all you. Wow. It's all you, baby. Oh, I, can't, I can't hear that at all. But anywho, hello, everybody. Uh, hello. 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 Wonderful day. Anywho, so you heard me talk about it last week on the episode. Last week on the episode, sure. That that's a sentence, and I'm keeping that. But yeah, uh, last episode I talked a little bit about Shadowlands for World of Warcraft and everything because I'm a fucking nerd. And I brought up a estimate of a release date and actually at GamesCon, they officially announced it. Fucking finally. So... The GamesCon? The one that Cam talked about? Yes, the the GamesCon. GamesCon. What? Yes, that one. So, we officially have a release date for all of North and South America. It is October 26th. Ooh. So oh, snap. Yes, it's so close. Time yeah, it's for Halloween. So ah. yeah, it is the week of spooky. Halloween, too. So, spooky. Uh, spooky. Nothing scarier Anywho. than a guy stuck in his room playing WoW. <laughs> hey! <laughs> but yeah. Visiting the Shadowlands. Yeah, we're in the Shadowlands. Dealing with fucking vampires on Halloween. No, Mom, I'm not going out. I have to kill vampires. But oh, anywho. I'm going in. Funny, actually. Yeah, so I, I have my concerns about this 
because pre-patch, every before every WoW expansion, there's always a patch beforehand that essentially will push the entire update. It's just gated off. Most uh, some games would uh, some games would do this, some games won't. But WoW has well, Blizzard hasn't pushed it out to public. It's still on the uh, their uh, private test realm. If I remember that correctly? PTR, whatever. PTR. So that yeah, they're PTR. But to me, that's a little concerning because it's two less than two months away, a little bit less than two months away, and they haven't pushed that out yet. And the last bug number I saw, which was like three days ago, that someone reported on Twitter was like eighteen thousand. The you know these should go from you know small things like oh hey this guy's like walking to a wall to big things of like hey I'm not learning any abilities, like. I just went from 1 to 60 because of the level squish, and I can't, like, I'm missing, like, seven abilities. So... Hey, why are all these people getting corrupted blood all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, so... I'm I'm concerned about that, but we're... People are guessing that it's going to be within the next month, so that means we have about two months left of BFA. Thank fucking God. Finally, we get out of this fucking shithole. And then we have a month of sitting around doing nothing. We have... It was like eight hours worth of a quest line. Uh, a mini event where you become a zombie. And that's it. Mm. So, I'm kind of concerned about this pre-patch. Because BFA pre-patch was... Hefty. It was a few days worth of content. And now this is just like, hey... Here's a quest line to kill an individual. I'm not going to say for spoiler reasons. If you're a person like me that hasn't really looked into it, just save yourself. And then here's some daily events to do back in Northrend. Good luck. Have fun. See you a month later when fucking Shadowlands comes. It's so, surprising to me how how much staying power World of Warcraft has had and that they're still putting out updates like this. Yep. Considering their model, especially, in my opinion, like it's very strange to me to see a game that charges for expansions and charges a monthly subscription, and they're still going strong yep. after all this time. I mean... Ha, ha, mm-hmm, go ahead. Ha, have the, uh, I mean, have the updates that you've played felt worth it to you? Oh, boy. Um, got the carbon date my Loaded age. question. That's, very, <laughs> that's like full loaded gun cocked to my head and everything level of question. Well, let, right. let me make it simpler than uh, Shadowlands, the Shadowlands update. Are you like, do you think that'll continue to satisfy what you got out of World of Warcraft? Yes, to an extent. I, this is the first true expansion that Activision themselves has their hands on. BFA, when it first dropped, uh, Activision wasn't part of Blizzard at the time. This uh, last... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this last patch, 8.3, uh, Nizoth, that's when Activision truly had a say or step into World of Warcraft for the first time. And it's... All of 8.3 has been met with very neutral... Um, very neutral standings by everybody. Some people absolutely love it. Some people, I'm one of these people, I fucking hate it. Corruption is fucking mm. dumb. Why, why do I have to sit there and run through, uh, they're called Visions. Um, it's of the major city, either Orgrimmar or Stormwind. You have to go through to beat 
to beat fuck me defeat five very challenging bosses because god forbid and they know anything about balancing and at the same time while you're in these you have to deal with a sanity bar and that goes out of nowhere congrats you failed and you technically die so as 8.3 they were very lackluster in content because they added so much more to worry about. I have to worry about corruption. I have to worry about fucking uh, Nihilotha, the raid that Nizoth himself, herself, I don't really know. As a guy voice, oh, him. You know, himself's in. I have to deal with the visions. I have to deal with my own fucking dailies that I have to worry about from nine expansions ago, although there aren't nine. It To, to me, it's... People are very hoping that Shadowlands is going to be a very good fix. They're hoping it's going to be like a Mist of Pandaria level fix where it's a big slap in the face to Blizzard themselves. But it's kind of hard to tell because a lot of people are actually staying away from the beta, uh, from the alpha beta, whatever the fuck they're going to call it, because I've heard both at this point. But yeah, I just I just want to get rid of corruption. I'm so tired of it. I mean, I'm sitting here in 99 corruption, and if, you know... Five seconds later, oh, I have half my health missing, and I'm a fucking tank. How did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's from 8.3 currently to the essential pre-patch. Most people have openly stopped playing the game. I, I will bet you every nickel and dime to my wow. game, this is the lowest number Blizzard has ever seen. Hmm. Like, Well, with Activision involved, are we going to start seeing loot crates for mounts? No. <laughs> That's... Um, that, so help me God, if this becomes more of a micro, like, a microtransaction game, I'd, I'm probably going to retire and stop playing the game. Although I adore the game to death, I've played 15 fucking years, that was something I'm not going to stand behind. Having your own in-game shop to buy fucking fancy-ass mounts? Sure, why not? I don't give a shit. Like, I've bought one myself, because I honestly thoroughly enjoyed the way it looked, and it looked really cool, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll buy it. But if they get to the point like, all right, you know, here's twenty dollars, uh, fucking here's fifty fucking boxes that you have a chance to get, fucking whatever here. Good luck, people. Yeah, fuck that. I'm out. Keep it. Keep that to Overwatch. Sure, fine. You know, I think Diablo three. I don't really remember it has that aspect of it. Sure, fine. But you you start t- uh, touching a game that doesn't have a true place for a loop, like a. a crate then it's going to kill their game more and i think that'd be the end i don't want to say the end of wow but that'd be the end of most long-term wow players wow wow, wow. <laughs> i heard it coming in with the new yeah so wow. i'm crossing my fingers and toes hoping that shadowlands fingers and toes yes my my fucking phalanges <laughs> cool Thanks, Joe. Yep, I'm going to go back to being angry. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, here we are, and I am talking about Outer Wilds. um, Which... (laughs) Thank you. Um, This game came out last year, 2019, and uh, I only just played it for the first time uh, this month, and beat it this month um, I could not put it down. I found myself, like, I would I would finish at, like, 4 a.m., go to bed and wake up and be like, I need to keep playing this game. There's so much more I want to learn about this game. And for a lot of people, it was their game of the year for 2019. Um, uh, so 
It's a really ambitious game about uh, discovery, um, and it doesn't really focus around like any of the violent aspects of like conquering and exploring. It's uh, a space exploration game, uh, unlike No Man's Sky, uh, with a phenomenal story. Um, some it's 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 a game that when you explore it, it unravels another mystery that you can't help but want to continue your journey on figuring out what happened to the race before you what's gonna what's happening to your people your universe right now and um it's just fun it's like satisfying to play the spaceship flying is really really satisfying and fun and there's a lot of cool science sciencey things i don't know gra- like cool gravity stuff uh steven as a scientist yourself can you expand on that yeah so i actually um on your recommendation i picked up the game and started playing it i think was it two weeks ago now and uh there is not enough 22 minute intervals in my day to really satisfy my um addiction to this game so far but yeah. uh the concept that they this took is the whole zero this gravity is, movement this is spoiler free uh by the way to anyone listening um <laughs> yeah the the thing that you you will take away from this is play this game without oh, knowing yeah. anything yeah so I'll, I'll keep the i'll keep the spoilers down but um the the zero g movement and the way that you fly your ship and uh you know it's one of those things where like as i was playing it at the beginning i'm so used to just video game like just go full speed mach 10 and i'm gonna get there and everything will be fine and then you end up slamming into something and killing yourself so it's mm-hmm. there's definitely they did a good job of maintaining as much of the physics as they could but scaling everything down so i like it's kind of diorama sized yes yeah so it's it's just really well done just pick it up like just stop listening to us and just go get the game and then come back and listen to us after you're done playing it yes fantastic um uh do you have any spoiler free moments that you could share of your time playing (sighs) well who was it that we were talking about Spoiler free. There is one moment in the game early on that I was tempted to follow a specific path, and I think I shit my pants. Um, <laughs> when you when you get there, you will know exactly what I'm talking yep, about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was I, just uh, out of the blue. <laughs> my 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 favorite moment is I uh, I went to one planet and I was like, this is literally all of my fears. I hate this planet. And then I went to another planet and I was like, I want to go back to that first planet, <laughs> the one that I said I was afraid of. Is there's a ramping uh, horror in the background? There's there's just a pressure that's constantly there. But there's also like it does such a good job of like cradling you like not in a handholdy like this is the way to go but like I mean like in a comforting like you are safe you are having a good time like the music cues hit when they're supposed to hit and aren't overly playing uh, just for the sake of music being there like anytime music plays it's important. Yeah, I think definitely that whole feeling of comfort because of the way that the game's designed. There's just a um, at your own pace kind of mentality associated with it. So literally, whoever you are as a gamer, you're gonna find something about this that you'll enjoy. Yeah, you don't have to follow any sort of path. You can be like, "Hey, 
that place looks cool. I want to go there. Like when I first played, I was like, Ooh, that place is like kind of shiny and interesting and looks like an anomaly. And I bet it's the end of the game or whatever, you know? (laughs) And so I go to it and it, it was not the end of the game. But I, there was so much more mystery to it, and I was like, "Oh, there's there's stuff coming out of there," and oh, wait, where? Oh, that kind of looks like this other place. Oh, I'm gonna go there, I guess now. And then like it just unravels like that, and there's just so much mystery to explore that. And that is like for a lore heavy game, I was very satisfied reading every single piece of text that I could find. Yeah, we really haven't had like a good exploration style game there's always got to be some type of gimmick with it you know whether it's a survival or shooter or something this is really just truly a figure things out put on your detective hat yeah it makes learning your, fun enjoy your time yeah, yeah. hooked on hooked on fun and it's also like <laughs> a not procedurally generated universe like it has a, right. a closed story a closed loop and it's really well done yeah I loved how many times you were propelled into deep space and then you can just turn around and look at your galaxy and then and then also shoot the sound thingy at it so you can hear every song being played all at once. Yeah. I don't think that's the, spoiler. The that's if, anything no, that's not threat. a spoiler. But Bre- no, you've definitely uh, opened my eyes to something that I've been trying to solve for a little while now and I don't know why I didn't try that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just launch myself as far as I can, and then everything should line up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it, but it's such a such a great feel good game. Definitely would would I think is my game of the year for 2019, even though it's 2020 now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, grab this game, grab some marshmallows, roast them, roasty toasty, and have a good fucking time. And get and have mm. somebody, even though it's a single player game, have someone play it with you stream it with somebody else because having a co-pilot and just like shooting the shit and being weird and deciding where to go together yeah no that's a great point it's a really good game to like have people with and to explore with you because like i I, having this journey like the the end of the game isn't like the big like holy crap i mean like it is there is a lot of holy crap to the end of the game but like the journey of you getting there it's so rewarding that like you it's it's so rewarding on its own that even with a person it's just even that much more rewarding uh, yeah it's like it's like watching a movie with somebody else and you guys like draw your own interpretations but then when you like say it out loud to each other you start to reveal things that both of you had your own perspective on and Mm. then you kind of come to the same conclusion i think it's really cool good bonding moment yeah yeah for sure. Cool. Well, anyway, that's what I got. Go play this game. It's beautiful. Outer Wilds. And made by who, did you say? Mobius. Made by Mobius. Nice. Mobius BM. Oh, <laughs> shit. Time for a news update. So I'll just recap. Uh, last podcast episode, we had talked about how Epic had applied for a lawsuit against both Apple and Google. The justification for this was because Apple and Google had kicked Fortnite off of their uh, mobile app stores. Um, the reason why they did that was because Epic actually had introduced a workaround that allowed users to purchase in-game, uh, in-game currency outside of the proprietary payment methods that were set up for both uh, iOS and Android. 
So, you know, Apple and Google not seeing any, uh, you know, influx of revenue off of this app any longer decided, well, you guys are breaching our contract and so they kicked them off. So Epic got really upset. Bye. They filed a lawsuit. Yeah. And uh, basically they were saying that these two companies are monopolizing um, their product in a way that actually makes it not fair uh, for smaller companies and smaller developers to be able to actually compete. So Epic is acting like the you know white knight in this situation. Whether or not that's the case is totally up to you and how you want to interpret the situation. But here's the major updates for this week. So Microsoft actually added uh, filing in this lawsuit. They decided to throw their hat in a ring. Um, explicitly calling out Apple uh, for those monopolistic tendencies, um, referring to the fact that Microsoft is claiming to have a completely different model and nobody seems to have any issues with that. So that was just kind of their way of saying, hey, look at us over here, we're doing it great, don't mind us, <laughs> but saying it publicly uh, and adding it to the lawsuit. So What a grab. That's you know, such a good move. Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Apple actually retaliated. And so this is interesting because it's becoming mostly an Epic versus Apple kind of situation where even though Google's on the lawsuit, they're really not being discussed as much. But Apple was very upset about this situation and they actually threatened and then did remove Epic's uh, developer account through both Mac OS and iOS. So what this means is that uh, not only are they not going to be able to develop anything new for those platforms, but they also will not be able to continuously provide maintenance updates to the unreal engine and this is huge because unreal is a very large portion of uh, epic's revenue uh, stream but it's also useful for a huge number of developers a lot of games take advantage of the unreal engine uh, in their own design and so if you were a new developer and you're trying to make a game for either ios or mac os or just have those as available platforms you're going to look elsewhere for your engine now because you know that unreal is not going to be viable and so you know this has got a huge you know, impact on the whole industry, and we're really interested to see how this plays out. What do you guys uh, think is going to happen, or do you have any thoughts on this? I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be able to win this. To be honest, like it's a privately owned app store, and they were buying buying it for years. I, I think the idea of it's great because um, Apple always takes a cut of any developer's like profit, I guess, in game, but like. I just don't see them winning this battle. Epic, I mean. Fuck them. <laughs> um, That's what I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious because I think that it could go kind of one of two ways here where um, in this lawsuit, Apple, Apple could come out on the bottom and be like, you are 100% uh, causing a monopoly on this. On uh, Even though it's a privately owned app store, you're causing a monopoly on the mobile games market. Essentially, the their mobile uh, market share is so high that to prevent other people from making money in any way other than giving Apple a a good portion of it. And granted, Epic's not the champion we need, but um, uh, the the fact that like no other indie games can find ways to circumvent this to to get money, which is bizarre in its own sense, because I, I've definitely, I mean, you know, I'm on Android, but I've definitely played games that are available on Apple and Android that have in-game microtransactions that, like, I guess slide under the radar. I don't know. Or maybe they do it in a way that it doesn't present it as, like, an app store type way that Epic's Fortnite does. But 
Well, so I know that a lot of those, and maybe in your you know examples, what you're referring to are something that's sliding under the radar. But a lot of those in-game microtransactions that are available for apps on those specific stores, what you'll notice is when you go to make a purchase, it'll actually open up the whichever version. If you're on Android, for me, it's Google Play. It opens up the Google Play purchasing service. Right. So even though it's an in-app purchase, it's going through their proprietary payment method, which automatically incurs a 30% fee. Right. So this one was like what happened with Epic was they actually introduced a brand new in-app store that completely subverted that process and made it so that Apple and Android were not receiving any funds for in-app purchases. You know what? Hmm. I think that's kind of like I guess if it's a free-to-play game, I can see where that issue comes up. If if it runs into though like a game that you've already paid to purchase and then it has in-game app, like in-app purchases in that game, then I don't think that Google and Apple need extra money for for you to purchase something in a game that you already bought from the Apple store or whatever. Um, it's tough because like I see both sides of this and it's a shame because I think that Epic, although I don't necessarily like a lot of the business practices that they have, they do have a high enough, you know, income and capital to actually pursue something like this, which is fantastic. But where Apple, I kind of give a little bit of leeway in this circumstance is that they're almost entirely vertically integrated. So the majority of the hardware and their devices are theirs um, and the entire operating system is theirs and the platform is theirs. And when you put an app on the iOS app store, but you're, you're not just making it available, but you're also receiving services from Apple. So they're offering, you know, um, server functionality, they're offering maintenance opportunities, you get the package deal. So I'm not sure what their explicit contract was, but I do kind of see like, Hey, if we're putting you on our platform, we're offering you all these services. We need a little bit of a kickback. It's interesting in this case, because Fortnite is like the penultimate, you know, income driver right now when it comes to video games, those guys are making money hand over fist. So it's not surprising to see that this has become contentious with everybody, because when you talk about a game making $18 billion over the course of three years, like, yeah, everybody wants their piece of that pie. Um, but it's it's really tough because this is going to have major implications if it does actually go to court. I'm not usually a huge fan of government regulation over the industry, but if this hits a court and the judge makes a decision, what will end up happening is there will actually be injunctions placed upon Apple that could cause a ripple effect throughout the entire industry. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and I, I, I see that as well. Um, my my biggest concern is just that I, I think that at at this point Apple's kind of demanding too much of a kickback. I, I see a kickback, but like when some of these mobile games and granted there's plenty of predatory mobile games that shouldn't get this revenue at all that because they because of their really bad practices. But when some of them are are having fairly reasonable in game transactions, I, I don't think that they need to give 30 plus percent of that transaction to apple just for hosting their game on their service essentially yeah there should be a yearly cap or a tiered system a lot of other services offer that i think steam offers that to an extent after a certain number of um, copies sold they actually drop their um rate 
after like uh, i think it's like 50 million or something it's something crazy but like tiered system would work um you know there's a lot of different models that they really should be looking into but just having you know unlimited potential on your idea just because we're offering it as like a you know opportunity for your our customers to get access to it it's it's a little bit of a runaway train there yeah and and also i can see um google's approach of kind of stepping away from it because i think epic kind of already came out and was like hey just download the samsung store on your google (laughs) or android device and then play fortnite through the samsung store it's fine yeah and Google's always been a little bit laxer on that. I mean, the whole third-party um, installation um, being completely accessible on Google devices out the gate, you know, I'm not surprised that they've taken a step back. Um, but again, we're talking about a huge amount of money. So who knows? Maybe those guys over there are, like, trying to fight fires and we're just not hearing about it. Yeah. All right. Well, how are we feeling? That's uh, it. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I did want to mention one thing, which I'm going to actually tweet about, but we are in the middle of Intel Gamer Days, which is doing a lot of discounts on various PCs, whether that's pre-built PCs, pre-built gaming laptops, and then also components. This this spans so many different places, so many different brands. You've got companies like B&H, Walmart, Target, Alienware, Razer, Newegg, etc. Um, and then... They've got so many different giveaways, like different streaming setups or various PC builds. Uh, I'm entering into all of them. I've entered into most of them already. Um, I saw on Twitter. So, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, that's it. Cool. And uh, the last thing I want to say, and unless anyone has, there's a fucking mosquito in my room. What the fuck? (laughs) Sorry, it's like buzzing around me and like looking at me threatening like um but uh okay so really quick uh things coming up that uh we don't have a lot of time to talk about that i want to point out um duck game uh pc game uh from adult swim uh had a huge update that came out which allows up to eight players and four spectators on uh at the same time uh, which is really cool. Surgeon Simulator 2, which is also four-player co-op now. Um, and the game Among Us, which is another kind of deception game that has been blowing up recently. Um, so I recommend going to check out all of those things. Um, is there any other things that people should look out for that anyone else wants to quickly mention before we wrap it up here? Uh, squad is getting, has got an update recently. I don't know if you guys oh. are Squad. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. So they added helicopters a bit ago, and within a month, they're going to be adding a fast drop to helicopters, which I'm looking nice. forward to. Yeah. So you can die even faster. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I nice. Quick uh, squad story. I ended up making a reputation for myself because for the longest time, before I actually changed like my entire gaming thing and stream thing to Roland, I, um, I went by Medic. So my Steam name was Medic, and I always yeah. played Medic or Healer classes because, you know, it's fitting, and I actually enjoy them. And in Squad, there was just this one game, and there was just this one streamer. It was trying to command people on top of this hill, and I come running up out of nowhere because I like playing by myself. And people were screaming for a Medic, and it ended up being him screaming. I said, all right, listen here, Brenda. Either shut the hell up or let me do my damn job. <laughs> and nice. ended up making a little bit of a reputation for myself in the squad. It was kind of funny. 
Nice. That's a that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff you can expect in Joe's streams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually never streamed Squad. I did stream. Oh. I did stream Postscriptum, which is Squad, but in World Two. <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else got anything? Uh, Wasteland Three available. Oh yeah, to Wasteland play. Three. Um, I've played like a, probably like four hours or so of it. It's pretty good so far. Um, and also Grounded got a new content update, but I haven't played that yet. I have not played that yet either. I've I've seen it played. It uh, looks okay. I, I nothing about it really excited me too much. Oh, I meant I've played it, but not since this update. So I don't know what the new content oh, is. Gotcha. Just that I've played Grounded. I actually had fun with it, even though it's it. fairly limited. But <laughs> um, but I have not played the new content update. That's it for me. In October, anybody with a VR, come join me. I know there's a lot of contention around this title, but Star Wars Squadrons, I'm going to be picking it up day one. Hey, I'm same. really looking forward to it. Same, I'm pulling cool. on a flight stick. Let's go. Yep. I, don't have nice. any, I don't have any games that are coming out in between season one and two, but I'm still waiting on Silk Song, Hollow Knight Silk Song. And, Ooh, yeah. um, and Kenny, I think you'd be really interested in this. 12 Minutes. Um, it's oh, a, yeah. A sol- Wait, is, it, is that... Are you sure? Is it 12 minutes or 7 minutes? It's 12 minutes. It's with Daisy Ridley and William Defoe, And it's like oh. a time loop of somebody trying to figure out a murder mystery in one room. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, I, think I have heard it. I didn't, know, I didn't know it was those people, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm super into that it's game, really, actually. It's really interesting. I've, I've heard of it. Um, cool. Um, well, that's it for part one. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And keep your eyes and ears peeled for part two yeah. coming next week. <laughs> Where we will be playing D and D, hosted by Cam, once again. Yay! Uh, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Especially thank you to our, all of our Patreon subscribers, and thank you to our audio. Uh, and let me just also mention our Patreon subscribers: um, Go for Jace, uh, Kyle, uh, KBFYI, and Calvin uh, Van Dorn. Uh, thank you for being so loyal to us and strong. And, supporting us uh through our first season i really we really appreciate it and and if you want to interact with us more uh, patreon is a good way to get more exclusive access with us including discord benefits free entry into all future raffles exclusive content like the uh, smash league that we're hosting and more and if you want to talk to us and or support us find us on twitch or twitter at cordy underscore cast join us on discord and if you want to email us, we're at cordycastmail at gmail.com. Stay tuned for part two. Cordycast out. Ha! <laughs>